Welcome to the Maxwell Project. This is a weekly show about content creation, tech and lifestyle. I'm your host Max and now let's start the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Maxwell Project. It's part two of a three-part series where I get into my Aussie fellas. And today we have Jackboard's World, James. James, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's nice to meet you. You're welcome. Thank you for getting this all hooked up with the time difference. And uh, for you, it's like almost ten pa- uh, half past ten in the morning yeah i record this saturday morning (laughs) yeah saturday morning for you black friday has already settled for me black friday is well it's a half an hour over but uh, you could still probably get some deals done (laughs) (laughs) james you are um probably most known for your dark and moody shots on Instagram. You um, recently had some really interesting shots of your desktop uh, and your new brand new logo. And um, let's let let the people know what you're doing on Instagram. What's your full time gig and how you got got into Instagram? Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, so I I guess my uh, my feed is uh, it's got a bit of a dark vibe to it. Um, I've sort of kept that going and uh, I've changed a little bit because I don't know if people know, but I had, uh, I started Instagram sort of at the start of when COVID um, started. So Feb, mm-hmm. March this year, I, I really got into it and I had a really dark theme then. I used to take my shots pretty much at nighttime and uh, my desk is next to a window. So that natural dark um, lighting really helped and all my shots were really black and dark and um, but then after a few months of doing that I um, I sort of wiped my page I, I just didn't really enjoy it that much anymore and I wiped it and I wasn't sure if it was the theme that I was doing or um, a few different things that were impacting it or like the whole just being in lockdown in my house because <laughs> it's starting <laughs> to get to me but um, mm-hmm. decided to wipe it but yeah I'm, I'm back again uh, in September, I started posting again. I've sort of refreshed the the look and feel a bit. I've still got a, a dark vibe, but the way I'm doing it now, I think I can integrate more light shots into it as well. And it sort of blends quite nicely. So uh, yeah, um, I am a graphic designer. So I work for Telstra, which is Australia's biggest telecommunications company. Um, and Mm -hmm. I'm in the learning and development space. So really anything that um, comes through learning for our our staff in like the core centers or the retail stores, all the field staff, the technicians and stuff, if they need um, interactive learning, interactive learning courses Mm -hmm. or podcasts, we create podcasts now, we're dabbling in that or animations or video. Um, uh, My team sort of handles all the visual design for that, which is really cool. Um, I started, I've been with Telstra for nine years now, as of last Saturday, and I started in the Telstra stores. I started as a retail, um, mm-hmm. like I was selling phones and internet and um, tablets and all that stuff. So I've been around mobile phones and uh, sort of in that tech world for a little bit. Um, 
and then worked my way up. I was in the stores for five years and worked my way up and finally got to kind of where I am now. So um, I really like it because I'm still connected to the the retail stores. I'm, I'm, the work that I do now helps them and makes their job, I guess, easier, which mm-hmm. is something I wanted to continue. And we're at a time where we're allowed to really run with it. And if we come up with new ideas, we're just, there's a lot of change happening um, in Telstra at the moment, just Australia-wide, I guess. And uh, yeah, we're allowed to really be as creative as we want, which is really awesome. That's amazing. Implementing change. Yeah. It's great. That's really cool. So you have quite a broad field of work that you're doing, that you're covering. So it, probably never gets boring for you uh, on a daily basis no nah, it's it's really good i mean projects can range from uh working on the xbox launch which was really awesome to working on teaching workplace aggression with um, field staff that are going out to people's houses and like being in mm-hmm. random people's houses and just how to deal with that sort of stuff to just general product launches to lots mm-hmm. of stuff and um and we're trying to implement new ways of learning so like podcasts we've started doing podcasts or um animations and mm-hmm. um uh sort of new yeah new programs for interactive um mm-hmm. online learning and that sort of stuff so that's cool because and and i i i would guess that telstra is a huge company and mm having sort of a change like this in such a big company is rather hard to 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 complete as there are so many uh departments and 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 probably uh areas that have to get to, to make this change that it's either it's a very long task that has a duration of multiple years mm. that probably never gets finished in in some if 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 i would um, see this change in a German company, either they would break up the process halfway or it would just take too long to completely yeah. like 10 years of whatever. Um, because it's, it's I've... in Germany. Hmm? Sorry. No, no, you go. Um, in Germany, it's actually everything that's digital or technology based. They're so hesitant to, um, to make a transition to new technology. Uh, mm. There always have to be laws to protect either um, the consumer or the companies, um, the corporations or uh, the states itself. Um, there's always some data protection or privacy laws that you, that need to be taken care of and that need to be incorporated in all this new stuff. So um, this hinders the digital transformation, digital digital um, processes like this, and this is why Germany is kind of falling, falling down the yeah line, right um, when it comes to that. I think uh, I think you're right. It does take a long time, and it sort of Telstra has been through heaps of changes. They go through changes all the time because we're such a big company, and we're dealing with stuff that changes constantly. Technology, um, and by the time you make the change it's taken two years and that change is now outdated and you have to do it again so um it's it's keeps you on your toes yeah Mm -hmm. keeps you on your toes and you have to be in that mindset of sort of going with the flow because and you can't just be 
stuck stale where you are because things are going to change. But I guess I am in that mindset and I really like that. Um, so I'm enjoying all the new avenues that are popping up and um, yeah, it's exciting. It's a, I think it's a, and especially in learning with all this change, learning is very mm -hmm. important and um, just keeping people upskilled and informed of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm in a pretty awesome. exciting space right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you educating them also to, to have a long-term uh, feel for what's coming. So you don't have to re-educate them every couple of years with new technology and, and yep. or yep. new, new stuff. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, can, can ever see something like this happen in Germany um, outside of the IT sector. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, just to give you a perspective on how uh, fucked up the German um, internet communications and telecommunications uh, world is mm. back in 2000. Um, this is, I think, pre 3G. It's like the like the yeah. 2G world. Um, and in Germany, it was called UMTS. Um, it's basically the the 2G or I maybe it's not even 2g but um everywhere else on this planet uh when they when they sold the frequencies um or when they when they implemented the frequencies for for all these uh for all these bands uh for for mobile internet um they just provided them to the providers uh, whatever it might be but in germany the The government sold them to the likes of Vodafone, T-Mobile, but it was whoever bids the most gets the deal. And they had to. It was it was a bidding war for a couple of years, and it was such a huge amount of money that each company had to pay for these individual frequency bands. Mm. That it even ten years later. Um, or even longer than that, um, it affected the prices of contracts and uh, data limits on contracts. So yeah, right. In Germany, a so my uh, I'm with T-Mobile, and their basic the, the smallest contract you can get has like a two gigabyte, I think it's two gigabyte uh, data limit. Yep, and that's like. With with a phone, with a good phone, it's I think like 30 euros. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I, okay. If I go across the border to the Netherlands for the for the same amount, I get like 10 or 15 gigs. If yeah, I go to right. Sweden for the same amount, I get like 50 gigs or something like that. It's crazy how um how far apart we are. So so it's still happening, it's still affecting it even today. Like those yes. initial Yeah, there's yes. initial discussions. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but actually, that's that's super interesting, and we get to that in a little bit. Um, yep. And regarding your feed, because I'm my feed is exceptionally dark. Yes, yeah. similar <laughs> to yours, and I, I get what you what you say why you wiped it all um, and kind of wanted to have a new approach and a new kind of. Um, feeling about how you take photos mm. um, although it's it, it stands out dark and moody tones they stand out um, whether it's on the explore page or just in the feed itself but it limits your creativity yeah 
Um, and yeah, just you, you can you can share your. No, I, I think I I felt a bit stuck. I don't know how, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how you go about getting your dark, um, sort of effect on yours. But I was primarily utilizing, uh, the window natural lighting, at a certain time of the day, and then editing a little bit. And this was before I was like I'm in Lightroom every day now so I'm a lot better at it now but this was when I was still getting into Lightroom mm-hmm. and um, and I felt like I had I only had this small window of opportunity to take my photos because if it got too dark then my iPhone because I take I was taking photos on my iPhone um, still do uh, it was really hard to do it at night time and then yes. I would just miss the opportunity and then couldn't do it and then I really wanted to implement light photos but I just thought it would just look weird and I just felt stuck and um, mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I started to rush my content a little bit and was putting mm-hmm. out things that I wasn't really that proud of and um, got sucked into that that usual Instagram uh, beast that it is yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah I don't know if you've seen the, the social them yeah, I don't know if you've seen the social dilemma yet um, oh, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on well, that that hit hard <laughs> for me because that was that came out maybe a month after I wiped mm-hmm. my my uh, profile. So um, it's like a yeah, like yeah, yeah, definitely. It's you you although um, you should never do that. You start comparing yourself, even if it's not uh, like a in a in, content to content base but um you start looking at numbers you start looking at comments um, yeah you're looking at your insights at your reach and whatever and um all these all these different analytics that you go go through um and you kind of forget about just creating content that you like and then um i don't know if it's the same for you but sometimes i feel i don't create for myself or post what i like just just I just feed the algorithm with something yeah. that might be working. Yeah, I definitely got to that stage. Um, and I sort of wish I'd never switched to the, the, oh, well, the insights come in when you get to like 100 followers or something, I think. Um, but yeah, the insights was just, I don't know, wish that didn't exist. <laughs> no, I just didn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, just have a, take them out of the, Instagram yeah. profile screen. Because yeah. <laughs> I know they went through that stage where they removed how many likes were on a photo. And now it just says that people mm-hmm. have liked it. But it used to have the number and that was really getting to people and they removed that. But there's still bits of Instagram that probably shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, um, it's sort of connected to mental health. Mm. And if you, because there are so many people that kind of, hang themselves on the likes and if they have a engagement rate of less than i don't know their usual per- percentage like mm. i don't know for this post it's five percent but usually they get like 10 or 11 percent and yeah. uh, they they they're really really anxious about it and kind of get frustrated and you know get impulsive and just want to quit everything and delete their account yeah. or deactivate their account um, it's crazy how that can mess with people's minds yeah and it was i think it happened during the whole covid lockdown period which 
just had its own things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But no, I'm back. I'm back. I'm posting. I'm enjoying it again. I'm having more bursts of creative energy. It's mm-hmm. um, it's, it's good. good. I've met it's good. I've met all these new people, which is mm-hmm. it's, the community is amazing. Like, oh, um, yeah. um, I remember. I, I had this. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I just I remember seeing a quote that was nobody supports you like. A social media friend that you've never met before <laughs> and i was like that's oh, definitely yeah, yeah that's totally true this community is yeah. insane and especially more in these times where um where, where it's easier to connect to people across the pond or across mm. the ocean or whatever than meeting with your friends you know yeah. locally <laughs> yeah 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 and the community you said it's, the community is great and i had this thought today so either on friday or on thursday um where i thought um because because i have all sorts of creators on here um and i don't uh, i i invited someone who will be on the podcast in the future I'm not going to mention who it is but um, it's a smaller creator and um, the person was like um i can't provide you with that much of a following or an audience and i was like it's not about the numbers for me. It's about connecting to whoever's yeah. work I like and whoever's person or persona is interesting and intriguing to me. Mm. Um, and I would never invite someone just because they have a huge following. Um, of course, there there are content creators that are super interesting that have like 100K or 30K or 50K followers. Um, but I don't invite them because of the numbers, but because I like their stuff. Because I don't get anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have no advantage, or of course I I do have an advantage because there might be more exposure if they share that they were on the podcast. But it's for me, it's about picking their brains, and you know, yeah, getting a little bit of what of their thought processes and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean. I've seen the people that you've had on this show and you've had some amazingly talented people. I love your podcasts. Um, It's great to, but yeah, but it's almost like I'm listening to them because I just want to know about this person and Mm -hmm. I want to know more the insights behind their Instagram and how they got into it. And it's just, yeah, it's intriguing. Interesting. We're all different. We're all in this weird hobby Mm -hmm. together of taking photos of our desks and (laughs) stuff. Um, but we all do it differently and we've all got a little spin on it and it's, yeah, yeah it's cool. I, I, it's, it's, it's sort of weird. Um, and sometimes I think it's weird as hell. If I, <laughs> I get asked, what, what are you doing on Instagram? Yeah. I take, sometimes I can't even explain to them in, yeah. a, in a normal manner what I'm doing. I'm just said, I do product photography and they say, of what? And they're like, tech gadgets. <laughs> I almost say it like I'm in my phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that and that's why the community is so good because mm-hmm. although my friends support me and they like my photos and they they don't get it, they still don't get. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Well, why are you taking a photo of your chair?" <laughs> I'm like, "Cuz it's great." <laughs> you know, when they're when they're interested in your feed, when they get free stuff. <laughs> Right, I'm not there yet, but <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, you, you, um, we get into that topic, free stuff, collaborations, mm. a little bit later. But um, 
Um, I love your stuff. I we talked Thank about you. this in the pre-show. You, you had some crazy good shots. Uh, you talked about how you wiped your uh, you wiped your feed and then took some of the best shots that you have. And then um, you mentioned that you took most of your photos on your iPhone. And if you for those who listen to this and who are on the edge of starting Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is, start content creation and you think you don't have the gear to do it, listen to James for the next few moments. Go. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, definitely. My uh, original um, mode of taking my photos was just my iPhone. And I think a lot of people start out that way, but then I've seen lots of people like gravitate towards these really expensive mirrorless cameras or that sort of stuff. And they're like thousands of dollars. And I've definitely had that thought where I'm like, maybe I should get a, a nice camera. But then again, another quote or another little saying is that you can have the best camera in the world, but unless you have a good photo in the first place, the camera is not mm -hmm. going to just make you take a good photo. So um, I've just been utilizing my iPhone. My first 50 shots um, were on my iPhone. And now I've borrowed a camera from a, a friend. I've got a Canon EOS 60D. I don't know. I don't really know much about cameras, but this one, it's, it's fine. It's just got the stock lens on it. And um, I sort of chop and change now, but really the majority of my photos are with my iPhone because I take them in the moment. I don't really plan multiple shots for the week or whatever. I'm just sort of in the moment, I'll be sitting and I'll see something that I haven't seen before or in an angle that I haven't seen before or the light hits it and I just whip my phone out, take photo and that's it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I'll, <laughs> um... I, will, um, I will definitely link a couple of the posts that are incredibly impressive in the show notes so people can check them out um there are two that came in mind i showed you the one with your razor mouse mm. um and the one with your kind of like a, at an angle an angled shot of your computer and your uh, keyboard yeah amazingly crazy how you did that and uh, as i said before in the pre-show even if i wanted to i couldn't get those shots with my <laughs> no chance um i think this um they're they're super talented people with their cameras uh whether they have a huge following like someone like peter mckinnon um mm -hmm. or you then have you you have matt and vision um who are good at what they're doing with their mirrorless cameras or with the dslrs whatever and then you have guys like you that do this with your phone so that means your carry for content creation is incredibly minimal and you can do it basically everywhere without even uh, great preparation. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> very, very in the moment. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It definitely has some limitations to it, but really during the day with natural lighting, the and that's that's another thing, like... I've, I just use the light from my window um, and I've got a couple of sort of RGB strips on my desk and stuff, but really just the natural light from my window. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's like 
unreal and you're like, whoa, that light looks amazing. Um, the iPhone works so well during that, um, during that time of day. Nighttime, it is a little bit different. Um, it's a bit harder. So a little bit of editing needs to be done to the, to the photos. And that's kind of why my previous way of doing things where I was sort of waiting for it to get to dusk and um, about seven o'clock sort of thing. Um, it was quite difficult and I only had this short period of time where I could take some photos to get that dark look. But um, yeah, it's, it works really well. And obviously, I've, I, like, I get a lot of inspiration from people like um, Yantastic is one of my favourite pages on Instagram. Um, yes. mm -hmm. Love his shots. And obviously the type of photography that he's doing probably wouldn't work that well with an iPhone, but he's taking like <laughs> these gorgeous landscapes and obviously mm -hmm. he's got like this awesome setup, but for the, I guess for the stuff that I'm doing, um, it just works. Um, it's, and it's, perfect, it's enough actually. Yeah. Um, I had some, I had some shots uh, with my, with taken with my iPhone 11 pro at the time um, off my, camera and of i think of an like an edc shot and they were so crisp even on the feed so even the um the co instagram compression wasn't hitting it that hard i don't know why um yeah but they were also very well received and i don't know why i didn't get more into shooting with my iphone i, I don't i just don't know maybe wasn't because when i shoot with with a light with the soft box yeah, um, it doesn't work that well as with natural lighting. I don't know if, mm. if the light box might be too bright mm. for the iPhone, even if you if you uh, if you adjust everything in in the camera app. And that's photos, one thing you told me as well, app. which is even yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and on that, with lately, so a couple of my shots, I've actually got this um, uh, light, this LED light, and it's like this handle. It's sort of like mm -hmm. a bar and I just wrap it in paper towel and I put like a elastic band on it Ooh. just to mm -hmm. dampen it a bit. I saw it on TikTok <laughs> and it works quite well. So that's the only other light. Cause I have mm -hmm. been thinking on Amazon, do I get sort of um, box lights and stuff, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope when you start to go down collecting all the gear and stuff. Um, it is, it never stops. It yeah. never stops. <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think uh, it's it's quite remarkable that you can do those crazy shots with 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 almost no gear. You have your window, you have your desk, and you have your iPhone, and you can create something amazing. Um, and I think even if you, um, I don't know if it's if if you're planning on doing it, but even if you would go into YouTube you could do some stunning photos just, uh, sorry, stunning videos just with your iPhone. Yeah, I mean, the 4K, films in 4K, it's mm -hmm. insane. And I know a lot of people yeah, do just use their iPhones mm -hmm. for um, recording their content. I've thought about YouTube a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And now that sort of with my job, we're like implementing, creating videos, and it's really fun. I like mm -hmm. the process of it. So who knows? I'll... There's, there's all these avenues that sort of stem from Instagram and all that. So we'll see. So if James decides to go into YouTube, 
you heard it here first. So yeah, I claim this. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be my first follower. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn! Of course, of course. Um, yeah, that's something. Um, that's something about the community as well. Whatever you're doing, um, you will always get a feedback, a real, honest feedback. Whether there's something uh, would work, or if they want to see it, they're not kind of they're not lying because they want to see something. They will be very honest, but in a in a very genuine, nice way. Um, yeah. And if you, if, even if you kind of trying to translate one audience to a different platform, uh, like I did recently started to be more active on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it won't be like the the complete following going over to YouTube, but it's it's like a constant growth. You know, you have a new f subscriber every couple of days. And when I'm dropping a new video, there's like a, a slight uh, a slight high. Increase of views and stuff, yeah. Yeah, increase, increase of views. And stuff like that, but um, um, it's uh, it's still pretty hard, and I don't think it will get any easier to grow on any of the platforms, whether it's Twitch, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's because uh, during these this pandemic, more people are at home, more people were mm. bored, uh, more people try to find something that they can creative with, and um, yeah. It's. It doesn't cost you to post a photo and, or take a photo with your iPhone, and with then someone who will like yeah. something. You know, there's always. Yeah, I think you're right. Like just with everyone being at home, just the, I guess the competition has increased because everyone, mm -hmm. like a lot of people, are doing it now. There's so many people are streaming, and it's so easy to do if you've got the stuff. Um, just turn on your webcam and start streaming, and that. Um, yes. So I think it's, yeah, really. But then there's also those people that just hit the sweet spot and you'll just see their content, their, their growth just go crazy. And you're like, what, yeah. how did, yeah, how do you replicate yeah. that? But yeah. yeah. It's, um, I, so with those examples, you see that it's still possible if you hit the right niche or the right style that you can, that your growth can go through the roof, but it shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be the example that you want to follow. You should be continually, continuously create content, mm. grow your community, um, interact with your community. And then from that, you will steadily grow because what's, yeah. it's not going to help you if you grow to like 8,000 followers in, let's say four weeks, but then you stay at that for, six months yeah and it's the i guess it's the type of followers that you're getting are you getting people that are they follow you but then they just forget that they followed you because mm -hmm. they follow everyone and they just never look at your stuff anymore or you've got like dedicated people that are waiting to see your stuff and really supporting what you do yeah and they're the absolutely. ones that if you do make the transition you say i'm i'm, I'm trying something else now they're the ones that are going to support you in that so Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, but you know, there the community is good about this, um, and I think there are communities that are way more poisoned than this. Mm. Yeah. So, so like we can, what? Which we're, we're pretty lucky. Sorry. 
like what I'm, I'm really only in Instagram, I guess, mm-hmm. um, sort of in that community. I'm obviously use YouTube as a, as just a viewer. Um, so if, if, if I look at, so I've been in, uh, into social media or YouTube or streaming for better part of the decade. Uh, I had okay. a, a time span of like four years where I didn't touch any social media or gaming or streaming. But um, at the beginning in, in 2010, where YouTube was at its finest for gaming, mm. um, the gaming community, and it still is in some parts. If you go into a Twitch stream of, of the big streamers, there's so much uh, poison and hate and mm. trolling and stuff like that. And the gaming community is still not a really good place. You have people like um, I am Milks, uh, who's oh, yeah. a UK gamer, and, and uh, um, he has this community which is really, really nice. And he talked about this on on uh, the Coffee with Creators podcast. Uh, there, of course, there are still um, parts of the gaming community that is genuinely nice. But if you get into certain part of that community, it gets really ugly really fast. And uh, yeah, in Germany, um, the these kind of uh, vloggers uh, on Instagram, these uh, these makeup girls and lifestyle vloggers and vloggers, um, they they get so much hate. They put in they of course they, a lot of a lot of them they bring it bring it upon themselves. They're if you look at their stories and they have like fifty clips, forty of them are advertisements for <laughs> product. Teeth and, whitening, uh, <laughs> teeth whitening, and new <laughs> eyeliner, and this and yeah. that, and the new Dyson vacuum stuff like that. And then, um, and then if they get into certain topics, so if you get if you go on into political stuff on Instagram or social media, mm. you kind of bring it upon yourself. <laughs> if you're asking for it, but uh, with that, um, if you if you're kind of voicing your opinion on certain things it can get very, very ugly. And it's mostly what from, from what I've seen, it's like these IRL vloggers and, and people like that who, um, who they don't produce any valuable content. There's mostly advertising and they, they're complaining about their life, how, they're, how it's so boring or they don't have time to clean up the apartment because uh, they have to go, you know, shopping and stuff like that. <laughs> it's an, yeah, it's an interesting. I think we've we're in a nice. I mean, this Instagram community of what we do. I think it's just a nice, informative place. Learning about yes. tech, teaching each other photography skills, just mm-hmm. um, because I think it's. Uh, I think we mentioned in the pre-show that it's it is a weird hobby that some people just don't. <laughs> It's a bit strange. Um, people don't understand it. I mean, sometimes I don't understand it, but um, where I think we all get the same response from the people who are around us that they will support us, but they probably don't get why we take photos of our desk and our phones yes. and our chairs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But everyone in the community gets it, and we just yes. support each other. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's super friendly, and um, we can we should appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the community, no, not speaking of the community, but um, of your feed, um, I mentioned your computer, your your PC build. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was your second to last shot. Um, 
and uh, maybe you can get into that a little bit because I'm I on, on my last week's episode I talked about I want to get into building a gaming PC or I'm thinking about this and um, maybe you can help me with sorting out parts uh, what I need to um, what I need to look into more uh, what's important and um, what's what was the idea behind your PC build yeah definitely um, so I've been a console gamer my whole life I've been on Xbox mm -hmm. and so every time I was playing games was on Xbox sort of in the lounge room kind of thing but then when I started this um, job uh, that I've been in for a couple of years now uh, doing graphic design and editing videos and stuff the work laptop supplied to me just wasn't sufficient it was not um, I think because we were dabbling in new ways of doing things they just didn't have the the tech ready for our team to be able to do that. So we were just having these standard work laptops. So um, I was working from home. I started working from home about two years ago, um, sort of on and off. And I just uh, really wanted, to, I knew that work probably wouldn't supply me with something that um, I could design with, but also investigate gaming. I knew um, Halo, I play Halo mainly and I knew Halo was moving to PC and I thought okay this is like I've, I've kind of been thinking about it I watch YouTube videos all the time of custom PCs and um, getting into this community on Instagram and stuff and um, so I started yeah collecting so middle of last year I started just researching more and collecting bits and um, it took me about six months to really collect all the parts for my PC and at the same time, like learning how to build it on YouTube, because I knew nothing about computers. I was not, I was not a tech head with computers. Um, but I just knew it would be a fun little project. I wanted to build something and I wanted to, I, and I also wanted to learn how computers worked more. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. thought building one, I'll figure out what all the bits do. Because it's funny, I can look at one now and I know exactly what is happening. But thinking two years ago, I remember looking at a PC and thinking, I have no idea what any of that stuff does. Like, what are some <laughs> of these things? I don't know how that's all plugged in. Um, and then, yeah, in November, I picked a Saturday, picked a weekend. I was like, that's the day. That's when I'm going to build it. And I actually filmed the whole thing. Um, it's on my personal Instagram account. Like, I did a story highlight. I don't know if I can transfer that to my other... I could probably save it and just redo it, but I sort of did a little yeah. update for my friends. <laughs> um, I think you should do that. I think a lot yeah, of I actually just remembered that. that. Yeah, I just mm -hmm. remembered that. Awesome. But, um, it was like yeah, ten videos long, and it just goes through the whole mm -hmm. process of me on the day, um, all the little like blockers that I ran into. I didn't know where things were meant to plug in and stuff. But and then. Um, yeah, so I really designed it kind of more for being able to do my design work. Um, graphics cards, I don't know, I just wasn't really, uh, like I had my budget obviously, but I sort of went um, more on like the RAM and the processor and stuff mm -hmm. in order to handle the programs that I was using for work and then yeah, I wasn't really too worried about graphics cards and how they how the games were looking. I wasn't really into PC gaming then. Um, mm -hmm. But because um, I know that you mentioned that 
it's a bit of a rabbit hole and you sort of, you might want to upgrade all your parts all the time. But for me, I'm really happy with how it is. It's been a year. It's still running like a dream. It still looks exactly how I want it to look. And I don't really see myself upgrading any of the parts for a, a little bit. I love that. You know why? Because you're not following that rabbit hole to mm. nowhere because it will never end. And just let me do one thing. Uh, one thing. I have to change the light because I look so pale on my camera. <laughs> crazy. I look sick. So I just have to get this orange tan. So I look like... I look I orange know. on mine. Yeah. But you look you look healthy. I looked like I was about to, about to have a breakdown, a mental breakdown or whatever. Like um, blending into your walls. Yeah, totally. Totally. And uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, coming back to the PC and um, uh, so... You built your first PC two years ago, a year ago, sorry. A year ago, yeah. November. Yeah, exactly, Nine. a year ago. Yeah. So we're roughly the same age. I'm 29. You just turned 30 this year, the dirty yep. 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think for guys, it's not that complicated or not that hard. For ladies, it's way harder to have the three in front of the other digits. Yeah, I mean, I still feel... Twenty four. <laughs> I don't know. You look you look twenty four with a with a little more than a stumble beard. Yeah, I need to shave. I was gonna shave this morning, but <laughs> it's no shave on camera side. Please don't. you can you can shave on Tuesday. Oh um, true, true. But um when when I built my first PC that was like in two thousand four. Um and back then it was either you had a um, like a real cool tower with a turbine on in front that acts mm. as your uh, your main cooler, and it was all hidden behind these little flap doors. Uh, more RGB lighting than anyone could ever handle. It looks like a disco ball <laughs> from from space. Um, and at that time, water cooling wasn't really a thing. It was mostly aero cooled. Um, mm or air-cooled, and um, but it wasn't as sophisticated as it is now because um, you didn't have these really nice uh, cable management tools where it was all wrapped nice and tight and neatly. Um, it was more like chaotic. And you didn't have all these uh, internet sites like Newegg where you could you know, pick your parts and see what yeah. works with, with what mainboard and what cooler yeah. and what GPU and stuff like that. Um, and um, my first gaming, uh, my first gaming PC was literally a, I think it was a, a mid tower, um, mm -hmm. which is pure white. It was ugly as hell. Um, that standard, and then yeah, I, that classic white yeah. tower that everyone had. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. And then I got a, a case for like, 50 bucks or something or 80 bucks that had this turbine cooler on the front it looked so stereotypical of a gamer um but it had a it had a, a plastic window on the side so you could look into it and see have it all always cleaned up no dust and stuff like that um yeah, nice yeah and but now back in the day you were balling when you had a cooler that was rgb lit now it's kind of standard you know if you don't have one you're like you're it's not hard to find one without rgb <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> crazy. Um, uh, and in 2004, I think I had a gig of RAM. A gig of RAM, right? That was you. I was balling, and and it was two two sticks of 512 megabyte RAM. Oh, yeah, and one nice. of them had a RAM cooler on it. So <laughs> that's that's how far back I go with PC gaming. And then um, I looked at yours and I looked at a couple of others, uh, other PC builds on Instagram. And that's something that I want. I don't want a, I want more like a mini ITX case that is yeah. really, really small. Um, and then have it on my desk. Kind of yeah. like a, I don't know, but you know, aesthetics over performance. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> well, I mean, they just brought out the mini version of this one that I've got, and it looks really nice. The mini Lian Lee O11 Dynamic. Yeah, you were balling with your Lian Lee keys. I like that. Yeah, that's. I got it before it was cool, I think, because so last year. Well, I think I got this when. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I got this because this is the Razer edition one. I'm pretty sure I got it when it mm -hmm. came out. It, I, it hadn't been out for very long. And I can't remember why I picked this one. I think it was like the first one I saw sort of thing. I didn't know anything about them. Mm -hmm. But, but now it's... Well, yeah. <clears throat> Although now everyone's got it. Uh, <laughs> you see it. You see it all over Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, yeah, it's a beautiful case. It was a dream to build in. I know that people have trouble sometimes with certain cases, but this is like a fish tank. All the sides come off and then you're just good to go. Oh, it's got the cable management at the back, so you can't mm -hmm. see anything. Um, but really everything that's in this, <clears throat> I don't like, it's not a crazy build. I'm still using stock cables mm -hmm. from my graphics card. Um, you can't, I've tucked them away, so you can't really see them, but they're black. You can't, that's kind of what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um I could put another three fans in there, but I don't think I want to. I think I like it the way it's. <laughs> I think from from the photo that you posted, it's actually the perfect amount of coolers and minimalist look and kind of um, the aesthetics are just perfect to me. I If I could choose a PC that I want at my desk, it would be that. <laughs> yeah, it's Yeah, it's really nice. It's almost like an art piece. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and you can uh, incorporate it, uh, incorporate it really well into your feed. It's uh, it's not it it can be the main focus, but it can also be like a like just a accessory to highlight or to no yeah. to to um, enhance a, a, a different product like your mouse, your keyboard, uh, your setup yeah. in itself. Hmm. So um, you put that together really well, sir. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, you said you're, you you're, what or what you're playing is mostly Halo, um, and Halo is, from my perspective, or let's say, let me say it uh, a different way. I didn't even know Halo still existed. <laughs> I it's to... never dying. There's a new one coming out. What do you mean? <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know, and uh, my my best friend, he's he was hugely into Halo, um, mm. but I think the last Halo game that I recognized or really realized that it was a new release is 
Oh, I think I'm going to piss off a lot of people. Halo 4. Uh, yeah. So, I'm just checking. Because really, I don't play Halo 4 or Halo 5 at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like 18 Halo games. There's Halo games God. that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. All those all those ones that are sort of like Age of Empires, um, I think they're in Halo oh, okay. Wars and yeah. st- sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been playing Halo since Halo 1 got released. That was my first game on my Xbox. Um, so I was 11. <laughs> so I've been OG, playing Halo for a very long time. Um, That's awesome. But I, yeah. And it's still as exciting as it was. Like, it's such an amazing game like that. You, mm-hmm. I don't get bored of it, ever. Awesome. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've played Halo 3 maps. Thousands, thousands <laughs> of times. But every time, it's just different and it's fun. So it's, it's I love passion. that they've done it like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just play Halo 1 and uh, Halo 2 and Halo 3. I don't touch the other okay. ones. So Halo 4 is from 2012. So I've been living behind the moon for eight years without a new <laughs> Halo in some shape or form has dropped. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the new one's yeah. been pushed back. It will come out next year, Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. You didn't know about Halo Infinite? Nope. Didn't know. Oh, my God. Oh, and you, oh my God. And you run a tech gaming channel. <laughs> Shame on my... I in my in my defense I only play Call of Duty and I only play Call of Duty for f- 4 months I think since Warzone season 4 dropped and I've been heavily invested in that game and I can't go to another game I dropped I even dropped 2K, uh, NBA 2K and FIFA and the likes of that for Call of Duty in the last years well, I think that's probably why, because I guess the Halo community and the Call of Duty community, they're separated. They hear each the... other. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't know anything about Call of Duty. I've played Warzone <clears throat> when it dropped. I played it like mm-hmm. three times, but I just, it's too complicated for me. There's too much going on. Yeah, it is. There's a lot going on, but uh, let's not get yeah. too much into Call of Duty Warzone because I bore the hell out of on my feed if I'm talking about it or oh, right, if okay. I get <laughs> asked about what the last thing it's just 100% war zone. Yeah. I'm, I'm boring in that regard. Um, okay. Uh, yo, um, regarding your your YouTube career, I, I had a question from Michael Evans mm-hmm. um, that I want to ask you because it's something that I would have asked you anyway. Um, and it's, let me just get that open here uh, god damn it oh, i'm so unprofessional um he <laughs> asked what is um what is the future of your instagram so what are your plans and uh, what are you going to uh, what are you what you're planning to do with your instagram uh yeah so my instagram started with the idea of it being kind of like a business name and I wasn't going to be sort of my personal self on it. And that's why I started off with just a logo as my um, display picture and stuff. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. really talking to anyone in it. I just wanted to keep it as like a business. But then the more I used it, I was like, no, I want to inject some of me into it. And I got some feedback saying like, it'll be more successful if people know who you are behind the camera and stuff. So 
but now I've started to do that and now I want to integrate that sort of businessy side back into it and that's why I kind of came up with that logo and um, that watermark uh, and I think I've always wanted to create my own clothing company that's always been a dream of mine and I know that sort of this kind of stuff could lead into some sort of merch situation mm -hmm. but not like a typical jackpots world like slapped on a t-shirt kind of thing like <laughs> I'd love to um, I'd love to put my creative energy into it and really create something that people would yeah. like and people would like to wear um, so that's definitely a possibility so merch would be yeah. a start and then if you uh, if you have like a sophisticated design or something um, that's not like interchangeable that's really unique and that you put your ideas and creativity in and then have it like started with um, with like a pre-order stuff where you have to you know have like let's say a hundred pre-orders to have it produced and then you ship it out and then from there on you would go and create the this brand yeah i've um i've had this idea for a long time that if i did do mm -hmm. a clothing company it would definitely be like sort of like a limited um yeah. limited run situation but there would be for instance a design and like an original design and uh i would have a one-off design like as a print or a frame or something mm -hmm. and then that design would then be replicated on a series of like a yeah i don't know a hundred t-shirts but then that's mm -hmm. it so the once that's sold that's it so mm -hmm. there would be this one-off thing that would be up for like a, a bid maybe like a an auction mm -hmm. sort of thing and you could end up with this this unique one-off design and then there's a hundred t-shirts that um, people have the opportunity to purchase but then that's it and that's Ooh, never nice. sold again um and we do another one so yeah oh i'm in i'm definitely in i love i love these kind of uh you know limited runs um mm. where you have like one of a hundred and then whoop, you ship it out yeah. you design yeah. the next product or the next design and then it would be a limited run for version yeah. two version three whatever it is yeah. and then you're off that's good and there would and be it, like it, a really exclusive yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, there would there would maybe be like a, a series of just more simple stock mm -hmm. ones that are maybe always in stock sort of thing. But um, just really basics. I mean, I'm more of a, I just wear a black t-shirt every day kind of guy. I'm just very basic, simple. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's minimal. definitely minimal. Yeah, that's, that's the way. But that's definitely an idea. Um, so it, yeah. let's, let's just say if you would do this and your T-shirts, hoodies, jackets, whatever it is, are black, um, you can put one down for me because it would fit <laughs> my clothing situation really well. Excellent. Let's just say that. Cool. <laughs> I think it will be that so, black. <laughs> that's good. Um, that's good. And then uh, I've actually been thinking about the whole presets thing. So the Lightroom presets... Mm -hmm. Uh, that's something I'm working on. I would like to eventually, I'm still tweaking mine a little bit. They're still mm -hmm. not, not ready, but I'd like to maybe have one or two um, presets that sort of demonstrate how I edit my photos. And mm. um, That's cool. Yeah, get that up. Yeah, I think presets are um, 
good presets let's say good presets because there are so many uh creators um that that i come across on instagram that sell their presets but it's basically just uh, a a slightly alterated version of a big content creators preset that they bought yeah. renamed it made slight adjustments but it's not really unique um if if you look at the likes of peter mckinnon i bought a preset from uh, off of him like two years ago which is great um but the the look that he's trying to create with certain photos they're so specific that you can't use these presets with like a regular let's say in my case product photography yeah um, he's more into landscape or uh, portrait photos and it's so unique that um it's it's really hard to really find a target group because i could never sell mine because my how the way i shoot is very niche which is yeah yeah i think and that's why it's taking so long for me to even make mm -hmm. them for me to use because yeah. i'm changing my shots every now and then and sometimes it really does not work and i'll have to spend a bit of time fixing that photo yeah. but um i started off a long time ago i um the rice bucket mm -hmm. do you know yeah. the rice bucket yeah. yeah so um i was using his on like a couple of my photos when i very first mm -hmm. started and his were great the way that he did it again presets are a starting point they're not gonna it's yes. not a one click thing but it really took out a lot of the hard work of coming up with the concept of all the coloring and stuff mm -hmm. um, but yeah i would like to create i've got maybe three that i'm sort of working on a little bit different um mm -hmm. different shades of pink in one one of them's really black one of them's um, more of a gray tone faded and i've had a few people sort of ask me like can you send me your like when are you going to sell your presets i'm like oh they're not ready yet like i'm still working on them but and then it's better to take a little <clears throat> bit more time to polish the whole preset because in the end it's not only um if if you get into editing first you just you know look at the light section then you go into colors yeah but once you get to the tone curve it gets it's like messy. oh my god <laughs> what yeah. do i do with this can, yeah and that's what is at, in the beginning for me at least it was really it wasn't frightening but uh, i was kind of hesitant to go into the tone curve yes it's, you can do some pretty yeah, cool it, stuff it, with it you can you can yeah um i I will. I don't think I will do any presets in the near future. Um, I get asked. Yeah, well, I would say a couple of couple of days, a uh, couple of times per week, um, mm. if they can get my preset or how do I edit. Um, but um, by now, I have streamlined my editing. At first, it was. A huge process every time yeah. i got a photo i had to adjust it and now i have like i wouldn't call them presets by i but i have four scenarios where i know how i have to edit them and how i have to work at the sliders so it's pretty easy but mm -hmm. i never go by a preset uh yeah i never put a preset on my photos um it doesn't really work that way for me <clears throat>
do you edit in Photoshop as well or any other programs or just Lightroom? Just Lightroom. And I do, if, if it's a really messy shot or it's dusty, whatever, I go into Photoshop. Um, yeah. But very rarely. How about you? Yeah, I've sort of streamlined my, I've got a bit of a routine now when I'm editing. Mm -hmm. So it'll be, um, and that's kind of why I like using my phone because I edit it. I actually edit them on Lightroom on my phone because I want them to look um, the way it looks on my phone is obviously yes. the way mm -hmm. someone else is going to be looking at it. So I do that. Right. But then, yeah, if it's dusty, I'll put it into um, Photoshop and mm -hmm. uh, just touch it up a little bit um, and get rid of anything that's like majorly distracting. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, put it back. You're good to go. So it's, it's actually pretty, pretty easy and not to, uh, because there are some creators, um, I like their work. It's, it's not something that I would ever do where they have these kind of uh, multiple exposure shots and they put like a reflection of something else into uh, the MacBook display or whatever it is. And it's, uh, uh, yeah. it's, it's not something that represents my style of creativity. It's yeah. nice to look at, but I, I could never put in the time, multiple hours, yeah. ed editing one photo. Yeah, especially with Instagram's algorithm. <laughs> Nobody's going right? to see it. <laughs> no, nobody's going to see it. And um, I think with, uh, I talked about this, I think two or three weeks ago, um, with, um, with certain shots where you know you put in, I don't know, two hours in to clean up all the, the dust particles where you put uh, put in put together a three-part shot or whatever it is and then in the, in the end it the, the engagement rate is like three or four percent lower than it usually is with a very yeah. easy shot and, yeah um, I, uh, I I posted a photo of a wireless charging station I think sometime this week or the last uh, last week Mm -hmm. And it was pretty simple and it had like a thousand likes in three days. That's crazy. And I didn't, it, I never expected it to take off this much. And then next day I posted a, a photo, which I liked a lot. I think it was, um, let me just quickly check, but whatever it was. Um, so this, this post. Oh yeah. This yeah. Liar. This is the, yeah. And the next day, it was this. And I like the reflection on this one. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, the reflection Go on, back. The, on the lens here. So, ah, uh, yep, um, yep. Um, and of course, it, this, this, this photo is not a thousand like photo. Yeah. But this creeped, this is just below 400 likes, but it took more than a week to go there. So, it's, crazy it's weird how, how it works, yeah. Yeah, the different differentiation between two posts. Yeah, I was talking, to, but then it's also like, I don't know. I'm sure we're all perfection uh, perfectionists, and we mm -hmm. don't know when to when to let go of it and finally post it. And I got like, I I used to spend hours just sort of just thinking about should I post it? Should I post it? I won't post yes. it. And then you do, and you don't even think it's going to do well and then it just blows up you're like oh well, yeah okay but then the ones that you think you're like oh, i've spent so much time on this like i really love it like i've crafted it mm -hmm. and then it just doesn't 
do anything. <laughs> it's it's unfair, right? It's 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 heavily unfair to. It's like Instagram knows that you either like a shot or not, and it just goes the other way. You know, it either blows up or it it goes down the drain, and you're like, oh, I wasted the really good photo, and now it's just. Like, do I post it again? Yeah, do I post it again or something? I've actually done that before. Just I've done mm -hmm. a lot of experimenting. Sorry. No problem. I've done a lot of experimenting mm -hmm. with when I'm posting certain times of the day, certain hash like tried heaps mm -hmm. of different stuff. And um I've done it a couple of times where I've posted something at a certain time. And within the first hour, not like literally 20 people have seen it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. so I'll just delete it and I'll wait an hour and a half and I'll post it again. And then straight away, 300 people have seen it. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. What, what like an hour, sometimes it's, it's just 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Mm. And even with the recent changes of how the feed works, um, yeah. where you see like, the post of the last two hours then you get suggested posts and then you have to go into older posts or whatever it yeah. says yeah um, 20 minutes or half an hour can make a huge difference whether it's yeah. seen right away or they have to scroll through advertised or sponsored posts yeah and i always wonder like when you put sometimes when you post something literally as soon as you post it someone will have liked it <laughs> like mm -hmm. instantly and you're like how were they refreshing how did they see that so quickly but mm -hmm. yeah yeah i, I find it very it's crazy you know um but sometimes i'm that guy um because i have for my for my favorite creators or mostly the creators that i follow um i follow some some friends and family of course but the creators that i follow i mostly have all of them on notification so when i uh, yep. post or when you yep. post uh, with your logo, I had a notification. I clicked it right away and then boom. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'm the first. Uh, mostly I'm like uh, one of the first 10 if it's a, a medium-sized creator. If it's a large creator like Aral Tasher, um, if I click click right away, I'm like number 90 or 100. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's notified. So with all these new features that Instagram implemented um, over the last couple of years, and they did so even more this year. So you have reels now, um, and then they made the reels from 15 seconds to 30 seconds. But now very recently, they, um, they implement this feature, which is like a guide. It's kind of a medium block. And have you gotten into this? Um, have you thought about um, kind of doing a block type of thing on on your instagram feed yeah absolutely i only actually saw that uh for the first time a couple of days ago mm -hmm. i only uh a, a creator that i follow did one and it was beautiful and i and i mm -hmm. didn't really realize it was something that he did within instagram i thought he had linked <laughs> to like a to like a wordpress website or something it was mm -hmm. just really nice how he did it and then i investigated it and it looks really simple to do and the way that they lay it out it just makes it look really nice so it's definitely something that i want to do um i just need to yeah. work out some topics to discuss or whether i collate a few of my favorite photos mm -hmm. or something of my of my photo uh, feed uh, but yeah mm -hmm. I, I think it's a great idea um it is yeah instagram is new... becoming this all-in-one platform 
Yeah, that's cool. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. I just didn't want to, to interrupt you. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, the reels thing, I made my first reel the other day making a coffee. I made like an iced coffee. I don't know, because uh, I was... I was on TikTok. I was watching TikTok a lot, and mm-hmm. I like that they've transitioned that sort of uh, media um, into Instagram. But mm-hmm. I guess uh, I'm not the best at creating sort of on the spot videos. I'm more mm-hmm. the image type, graphic design image person. But I do want to get into it, I guess, and explore it. And I think for for the reels, you have to have a really um, well-developed comedic approach um, or you have to be very very um, educating about something in a really short time yeah <clears throat> sorry and uh, I don't think everyone can do that and this is why I'm really hesitating to get into that what I use reels for is kind of b-roll shots for for certain things for new products um, that I that I can feature for a brand that I'm working with um, they're reels that are incredibly hilarious where that I can look at for like 10 or 15 times in a row and I will yeah. still laugh my, my butt off. Um, but for, for the guide, that slipped right past me. I only um, saw that when someone mentioned it to me, just like with you. And um, I have some couple of ideas that I'm going to do, which uh, will be a transition where I will have all these guides on Instagram, but I will have like an extended version on my website, which is a work in progress. So it all interconnects. You have um, like all these bullet points for, for let's say it's a, it's a written review. Um, And then you have some bullet points for advantages and disadvantages, but you have the complete version over on the website. So you have, cool a reason for them to move there and have a more or a, a, a quotes deeper connection to you because they just transferred from your Instagram to your website and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I think, um, I mean, I've only seen one person do mm-hmm. one guide so far, but I know that a lot of people are going to really take it and run with it. And I think there'll be a yes. really great addition to Instagram. And yeah. And you can do, anything you can do recipes you can do reviews you can have like a how-to guide there Mm. there are endless possibilities and i think it's even better than the reels because in reels there's only so much you can do in 15 seconds well now it's 30 but let's say it would still be 15 seconds um it's like a tweet with 130 40 characters yeah it's exactly supposed to be short and get a message across but it will never be a full message I saw this reel the other day and it's this guy and it teaches you iPhone tips and tricks. And mm-hmm. I just learned that you can double tap the back of your phone and it'll take a screenshot. Like you can go into the settings yes. and mm-hmm. do all that. And that was just 15 seconds of my life. And I learned that and it's such a cool little trick. Um, but for instance, in the guides, like you said, like the how to's, I, w- I wouldn't mind maybe creating one on my editing process and how I yeah. take like from taking the photo to doing the preset in Lightroom to put it into Photoshop to what I do in Photoshop and just the yeah. ins and outs of where the photo started and then showing the end product. I think yes. that would be pretty interesting. That's actually pretty interesting. And if you 
um, if you look at the whole Instagram uh, workflow, you could start with a post where you have the photo and just a short caption. Then you yep. redirect them to the guide where it's like an extended version. And then you have them, you know, linked to an IGTV video or a reel where it's even more explained or where it's shown where you see how the editing process is really um, like in real time. Yeah. Slider by slider. It's And it it's goes from posting out. a photo to someone having a full experience with that photo and learning something. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think that's what Instagram is going for. Yeah. That's cool. If you do that, you will feed the algorithm, the beast, the monster. <laughs> exactly. That we're all craving to please. <laughs> yeah. Ah, damn. Um, yeah, I think... Um, this is, these are some good additions by Instagram, but then we have to talk about the redesign of the of the interface. Oh, I saw your your eyes rolling. You're not too pleased with that. <laughs> it's just annoying. Like, why did they do that? I don't know. It's. Would you do ever? Uh, would you ever do some Instagram shopping? No, actually, never. No, it's not appealing um, to me. Yeah, I don't think. I, 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 I just can't. I just can't. It's too much, um, too much shit and cheap stuff going around. Yeah. And copies of this and that, and, and yeah, false advertising. It's like, it's like the theory of Netflix. I hate Netflix menu because there's so much mm -hmm. choice, and you just don't know what to pick. And you end up not picking anything and then it's just annoying. So this, it's just pumping products in front of me. And I'm like, I don't like any of these. <laughs> I would rather um, research it on my own and go. Um, it's even worse it than on Amazon. Mm. And Amazon is also, it's, it, Amazon is also putting stuff in, in your face that you don't want to see. Yeah. I don't know. They've sort of, they are, are like, they're doing both at the same time they're turning instagram into mm -hmm. an or you can do creative outlet with these new reels and like for all different types of creators you can do yep. anything on there now but Which then they're great. also yeah but then they're also turning it into a shopping center <laughs> it it doesn't make sense you can this this is a a a good example that you can do too much Yep. It's like Alibaba would now open a platform where you can post photos or Amazon. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? Why would yeah, you do that? There's no, there's no real connection for someone to put their stuff on Instagram to sell. Of course, they can show their products, but for if, if we stay in the tech community, it's not products that we created. If it's... Mm. Let's say the iPhone case, it's it's for a brand. Okay, that's fine. But most of the brands, they have their website or they yeah. they can be bought on Amazon or wherever. They don't need it. I would rather buy through Amazon or the web shop than through Instagram. Yeah. And if I was going to, if I found someone on Instagram that I liked that created their own products mm -hmm. and they had like an Etsy store, I would... Yeah. rather go to etsy i love etsy and just sift mm -hmm. through their little online space yes. mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know interesting concept but see if it 
it stays or changes. The one thing that Instagram isn't good at is listening to the community. <laughs> yeah. They they just push through their innovations, innovations. Um, and then you have to deal with it. That's kind of a bad thing. But there's no I just hate to, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Exactly. I just really don't like the their support system. I feel like nobody works for Instagram. It's like it just exists and nobody's there to help you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I posted a giveaway uh, when I got to a thousand followers. I posted a giveaway and um, it got uh, sort of blocked for a little bit because oh, Instagram really? was like, oh, you're trying to scam people out of money. And I'm like, what? Have you even read what I'm doing? I've bought something and I'm giving it away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm not scamming anyway. And it just took days to sort of get it, I don't know, sorted because there's no real person that I'm speaking to. They don't really have a support. Were you banned for a certain period of time because of that? Like a temporarily banned? No, so I tried to like do that promotion thing. I was like, um, I don't know if you've sort of experimented I, I've, with the I've, promotions just a little yeah yeah but i tried that and then it got mm -hmm. blocked um and i was just experimenting to see what it would do and it got blocked and then it my account got blocked because apparently yeah i was trying to scam people out of money and i'm like this is a simple giveaway. Can you just have a human look at this? Because obviously your mm -hmm. computer's just getting red flags from something. Anyway, yeah. took a couple of days, but then it was fine. And then they just emailed me. They're like, we're so sorry. I'm like, Ooh. Mm -hmm. I just saw that giveaway post, the initial post, and it has 317 comments. Yeah. That's a huge amount. That's a huge amount of comments for... Uh, for that post damn there was definitely a couple of people that posted like 20 comments mm -hmm. <laughs> there was like three people that posted heaps of comments but um, it's still got yeah <laughs> it, it was still got some good engagement and um yeah. the guy that the guy that won it just really he was really thankful and mm -hmm. um yeah it was the first time i've ever done anything like that that's awesome yeah i uh Man, I'm just scrolling through your feed again, and it's it's so moody and and it's just inviting for me because I like the vibes that it that it thank you could come across. <clears throat> yeah, but um, um, I I currently have the giveaway, and I didn't have any issues with that. Um, maybe because I don't know how you did it, but um, on on recent giveaways, I saw people um comment or have in the caption that um first of all in germany i have to put the uh the mention that it's uh, an ad on everything even if it's not a paid promotion or anything oh really as as soon as you can recognize one product from a brand it should be an ad because laws and regulations are very strict about advertising and influencing people um But on, on certain giveaways, I saw that they mentioned this giveaway is not endorsed or connected to Instagram. 
maybe that helps. Yeah, I, I didn't know that you meant to do that. I mean, I said that mine was not mm-hmm. sponsored by Grove Made at all. Like I mm-hmm. bought it with my own money and this is just me saying thank that you. That should have helped. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe. I thought I did it incorrectly, but I think it's um, just the computer giveaway, red yes. flag. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Boom, and then you're yeah. basically out. Yeah, I, I, I have an issue with Instagram themselves as well um, because my my handle is Maxwell X, so it's not Maxwell. Mm. And I'm trying to rename myself to Maxwell, and it says the username is already taken. But if I look at or when I search for Maxwell, there's only one handle coming up, and that is mine. And I contacted them. Right. Contacted them like three or four times, maybe five times, and then I just got the reply: "We're looking into this, blah blah blah," but nothing came from it. So. Oh right. Okay, that's weird. So that's a little frustrating. But yeah. So you want the lot? You want the X at the end to be an E? Um. No, just gone. Just Maxwell. Oh right. With, okay. With two L's at the end, and then. I'm good to yeah, go right. <clears throat> because that's what I initially planned to to have because of my my YouTube is Maxwell, my Twitch is Flat yeah. Maxwell, uh, Twitter is Maxwell, just my Instagram isn't. <laughs> Maxwell X. Maxwell X. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. It's a little bit off-putting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to do the rapid fire? Give it to me. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. Perfect. So, um, you know, rapid fire. First thing that comes to your mind, you have to, you have to, answer, uh, you have to answer. All right. All um, right. Let me get ready. Let me get ready. Okay. Get 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 into the gamer pose. Elbows on your elbows on your uh, <laughs> thighs. Um. Favorite day of the week. Friday. Favorite city in Australia besides the one you live in. Uh, oh, Brisbane. Brisbane. Okay. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Burgers or pizza? Burgers. Perfect. That's good. <laughs> if, if you if you if if you would have answered pizza, I would just kicked you off the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> um, boxers or briefs? Briefs. Okay. Um. Last Halloween costume. A Wolverine. Uh, a werewolf. Oh. Oh, yeah, it was like my best one yet. Yeah. Damn, that's good. Um, I'll send you a picture of it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, oh, damn it. I have to find the next one. Uh, name one of the seven dwarves. Dwarves. Sleepy. <laughs> 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 that's, one. that's good that's good cake or pie pie last one and it's a hard one godfather or scarface i haven't seen oh. either of those so no. i'm gonna i'm gonna probably say scarface is that the popular choice uh. You you can you can just lose with that. It's I would go with Godfather. I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no. You, you, I would go with Godfather, but uh, they're both great movies. So, yeah. Uh, 
that's what that was kind of a lose lose for you. <laughs> yeah, it's on my bucket list. I should probably watch them. You should. Cult you classics. Should. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, so you, if you look, if you watch Godfather, uh, the trilogy, stop at two and just leave the third one out. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. The third one is it's like ten years apart or even more, and uh, no, just don't just just leave it out. It's it's not existing. <laughs> All right, easy, easy. Uh, James, thank you for for joining me on the podcast. Um, give or give the audience just uh, something that's going on in your life right now that you that you, they should be on the lookout for in your Instagram feed and what you have planned next. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on my Instagram feed. It's uh, I've been having these big bursts of creative energy. So my uh, my stories are getting more intricate. I've been um, uh, recommending some music that I've been listening to, and I I put a I put a poll out for that, and people seem to like that, which is cool. Um, I'm a big firm believer in utilizing your stories and being creative in your stories as much as you are in your normal posts. So um, it's nice to see that people are starting to do that as well. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, just I'm rolling with it and I'm having fun with it and I'm really enjoying the community. So I hope you'd like all the future stuff that I put out and um, I'm all ears. If you want to message me and say, hello, I want to make some friends on here as well. So yeah exciting stuff perfect and thank you for having me on this this has been great of course of course my pleasure my pleasure and i'm looking forward to forward to your new stuff um i will hit you up regarding the pc build um and some future stuff i think we should you know i i have some ideas with you i have some ideas with yeah you. definitely uh, awesome um i'm all for it yeah and perfect awesome i i like that and um yeah um thank you again Have a good day. Um, I'm about to go to bed and I will cue that music and I will talk to you in the next one. Bye. See ya.